Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner Podcast. Today, our guest is Tabitha Sweeney. Welcome to the podcast, Tabitha. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks so much for having me, Karen. Thank you for coming, especially uh, within a couple weeks of the holidays. I know this is a crazy time of year for most everybody. <laughs> right? It is, yes, the bu- the busiest time of the year for a reason, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. Uh, you think after doing it so many years that you get good at it and it still slows me down. <laughs> so... So I just go with the flow at this point because there's no there's no fighting it. <laughs> I'm trying that I'm trying real hard this year for that. Just yeah. Whatever happens. Yeah. It it happens and you know, January 1st will come around and snow will hit and <laughs> it happens every year. So yes. So let's start um by talking about how your career story um began. Um, do you want to start from there and just kind of lead us to where we are today? And then we'll we'll go from there. Sure. So my story started way back uh, sometime around 2010, 2011, when I started, got my, I got my certification for a personal trainer. Hmm. And my personal trainer at the time, she had her own space and she was pregnant and knew she was going to need somebody to go out on maternity. So she really pushed me to say like, Hey, if you do this, I've, I've got a space for you. So I started very part-time. I was working in corporate still. And within a couple of years I had moved in, I was there full-time and I stayed there until I had, I was pregnant with my first child. And wow, you know how like you say things like, I'll never be that mom. I'll never be that person. And like, I got served a really, really big piece of humble pie um, mm. because I was, I thought everyone could work out while you're pregnant. Like, so what's the big deal? I was so sick. Oh, wow. I was so sick through my whole pregnancy. And I thought, you know, well, you know, all the things you just go right back to life. Like it was before you don't nothing. (laughs) I had a baby who never slept. So basically what happened was I decided that after she got here, childcare in the fitness world, you work really, really early hours and you work really, really late hours. And the hours that childcare is available are not the hours that you're working. So I decided to just really wasn't a fit for what I wanted. Uh I was gone for about three months when I got a call from a client and she's like, Hey, where are you working now? And I was like, I'm not. And she's like, well, would you be willing to come to my house and train me? 
Wow. That was really how I got started back and pulled into doing fitness as my own career and on my own. Um, It was that client's message that had got me thinking and was like, okay. And then, you know, I put out a few little things and I started in like um, parks and parking lots and church basements. And my entire goal at that point was I want to change the definition of fitness. Hmm. I was now looking at fitness as a mom whose priorities were wildly different than they were a year ago when I was single, not single, but like not a mother. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden I had everything that clients had ever told me in my ear. And I was like, Oh, this is what they meant. Oh, the baby was up throwing up all night. This is, and they couldn't, cause I was like, so your husband's home. You can't just leave the baby with your husband. No, 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 you cannot because you have no clean sheets, no clean blankets. And that baby only wants mom. And I wanted to create an environment where moms could come in and instead of feeling guilt and shame because they were five minutes late or they had to leave early, they could just come in and celebrate the time that they had. Hmm. And whatever amount of energy they could muster for that day. And I wanted them to learn that you don't have to want to lose weight because when you, I feel like I missed the first half of my daughter's year, like the first whole year of her life, because I was thinking about the fact I needed to lose this weight. And the weight eventually came off, but That's not even the point. The point is like, I miss, I wasn't engaged in her rolling over and her crawling and Mm -hmm. all of those things because I wasn't really present. Yeah. And so that was really where my journey started. That was in 2000. It was like January of 2015. In August of 2017, I actually opened my first brick and mortar space. Wow. And so it was the same thing. It was for women and they brought their kids. I had toys. We we made a really big deal about what you were succeeding at. Huh. And instead of counting calories, like, okay, you, so you ate four Oreos last night. So how many would you have eaten a month ago? Oh, three, two rows. Okay. Well then that's a win, right? Like yeah. We've got to stop focusing on living a lifestyle that we don't really want to live. So fitness was my tool and that's what I used. I brought women in and that's what I used to get them interested and to learn that they were worthy. Wow. And then COVID came in 2020 mm-hmm. and I needed to shut my, my facility down. And we were closed for several months. And COVID taught me that it was the coaching that filled my soul and filled my bucket, that it wasn't actually the fitness piece. Fitness was just my medium and my tool that I used. But it was actually helping these women understand that there is more to life 
than the size on the tag of our jeans. Yep. So through COVID, things got really mucky as I was trying to decide what do I want to do and how do I go about this and all of these shifts. And in 2022, this past year, I've gone through a huge transformation of growth. And I officially closed my fitness portion of my business, which is so exciting to me. And I'm now going out full-time after helping women understand their value and their worth. Huh. So more coaching. More coaching. Yeah. Okay. So one-on-one coaching. So when I look on your description for like LinkedIn, um, and it says, uh, you know, a champion and mentor of authenticity and self-worth, that's where you're coming from with that journey that you had from, from not being a mom to being a mom, to realizing that there's this big gap for women and women all, I think at some point in their life, their bodies completely change after having a child. I mean, just the figure of the body changes and it's, you know, from what I've gathered in the last 20 years, my body will not go back to the way it was. And, and Mm -mm. so trying to have that as my goal is sort of unrealistic. Um, And, and I think that, you know, I guess coming to terms with that and, and also having that support group around you of women who get it, who understand, who have been there. Yeah. And, and are okay with where we're at because we're so much more than what you said. We're so much more than that number that's on our genes. Um, and we all have come through that struggle. And, you know, there isn't a class. I mean, there's a class for having a baby, but there's not a class for being a mom and understanding what you go through as a mother um physically mentally emotionally and it's it's an awakening i mean i i don't know how else to describe it you you don't know until you go through it all what it does it's quite incredible on you know good and bad 100% and i think that it's you know as a society we are not set up to support new moms right like six weeks and go back to work. I mean, six weeks, like what? And, and here's your baby, go home and, and do what? Like, can I leave? (laughs) I remember like looking at her and being like, so do I take, like, what do I do with her while I take a shower? Like, how do I, what do I do? And I think the best piece of advice I ever got at that time in my life was my mom said to me, I think I was crying because I'm like, I just needed to get to the store to get like one thing. And like every time we were getting ready to leave the house, it was like she puked on you or she did this or there was a diaper or now we're hungry again. Right. And I remember my mom being like, your expectations are way too high. And it was like, what? And she's like, you can either take a shower today or you can go buy milk, but you cannot do both things in the same day. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, nobody preps you for that. Like, no, that all of a sudden your life is completely out of your control and it's ruled by this tiny little being that depends on you. 
Yes. A hundred percent of the time. Yes. Yep. And it was wild how much that really, how hard that transition was for me. I did not expect it to be that hard. And, you know, the deeper I got into coaching, the more I realized that as women, I always start with body image, no matter where you are in life, because if we don't accept the body that we are in, how are we going to stand up to the person who's bullying us and stand up for our boundaries? How are we going to walk into our boss's office and say, listen, I've been doing two persons, two people's jobs since so-and-so left. I, I need a raise or hold our boundaries in any way. If we are, if we're ashamed of the body we're in, we are not going to stand up for ourselves and demand the life that we deserve. Right. Cause I think that if you are comfortable in your skin then you have self-confidence and that self-confidence then, you know, transcends into relationships, into work, into friendships and spousal and all of that. It it just, it becomes a part of that. But if you don't have it inside and if you don't think you look the part of what you want to be, it, it impacts everything. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when did, then did you open Vitality Buffalo. Just so, recently. Vitality Buffalo was actually the it was the name of the fitness studio when okay. I was fitness. Okay. But so I'm still in the same space. I still have my space. I didn't give oh. that up. Oh wow. Um, but I closed the fitness portion and I now work out of Vitality, which is is where I am now. Um, and it's just a it's like my safe haven. Yeah. Like I just it's my creative space. It's where I can come, I can think. Um, it's got enough room that I can host a workshop and different things here. Oh wow. Um so where is it located? It's in Blazel. Okay. And we're right on the corner of Lake Avon South Park. All right. And so yeah. I actually I actually opened for co-working several times a week where you know other solopreneurs or people who went remote in 2020 and never went back yeah. can get that feel of other people being around and can bounce an idea off someone else. And that has been huge for me because for me, the hardest part about being a solo business owner is like, I can go to my family a hundred times over with an idea and they can give me their best advice, but they're never going to look at it as an entrepreneur Yeah, and as a business owner. And so it's really nice to have a space where other business owners can come. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. So, so you focus on body image, worthiness, um, manifestation, and abundance. Can you tell us a little bit? I mean, we get the body image and the worthiness, which is really the self-confidence. But what about uh, manifestation and abundance? Where does that come from? I think that that comes from a lot from believing 
that like I put myself back into when I was a little girl and I had dreams and, you know, like you would say them as a little kid, you'd say them to an adult and they would kind of be like, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> and then as we get older, we start losing those dreams. Yeah. We start thinking like, that's not reality. But why can't that be reality? And why shouldn't it be reality? And so part of our manifestation and abundance is right alongside of our self-worth. It's believing that whatever it is that you want, even if it isn't, doesn't fall within the shoulds of life, uh-huh. that you can have it and you can get it. And it doesn't mean you just wish for it and it happens because that's not how manifestation works and abundance. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to put work in. But what I've learned is you also have to actually open yourself up to receiving those things and yep. saying, like, I am not only am I worthy of this, but I will receive it because personally, I'm a fixer. I like to fix everyone else's problems. And then when someone comes to me to give me something, I'm like, oh no, that's okay. I had to make such a conscious mindset shift to be like, you're working on receiving. She brought you a coffee. You don't have to give her money for it. Just take the coffee and say, thank you. Like it was such a hard thing for me to do. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. In the learning. And part of that is from the fact that we can have what we want if, but what happens to a lot of us, and it happened to me over and over again, the universe would bring it to me and I would actually push it right away Mm -hmm. because I wasn't open to receiving it. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, oh. And I'm on to this thing. So I was like, okay, we have to slow down. Yep. It's okay to go after that new job, right? Or mm-hmm. the promotion. It's okay to decide that you are worth the current market price and not what you're actually making. Right. And, and you, no, and go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, especially as women, right? Like I think, and Karen, I probably heard this from you, like the resumes and a job posting Mm -hmm. and a man will be like, I got one of 10. Here we go. And a woman is like, I have nine out of 10, but I don't have all 10. So I probably shouldn't apply. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely, I think. A c- couple things on that one. Um, <clears throat> with clients and even with students that I work with, I tell them, you know, in this day and age, if you can think it, if you can think up what it is that you want to do, you can make that happen. Now, you know, a years ago, women only had a few choices, but now the sky's the limit. And so you're the only one holding yourself back is if you can't envision that. So for manifestation, do you do like vision boards? Is that is that something that you enjoy doing? I love vision boards. Yeah. I love vision boards. I work on, you know, some vision techniques where I actually envision it being right in front of me and then like pulling the energy into me. Um wow. 
And I think part of manifestation, which I didn't even realize I had been manifesting my entire life, is you just claim it. Like it's here. And so I realized there are things that I had claimed in my life and never thought twice about. There are other things I had claimed in my life, but then my daily wording wasn't supporting that. Yeah. And the two have to run parallel. Yes. To make the visions come true. Yeah. And I think that that's where you get that, you know, men only have a couple things on the list and yep, there's nothing's going to stop them because at least they have a couple women not having all the boxes checked. So no, they can't. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's just the way the difference between the way we're raised um, the difference between males and females and how we've thought of things. I, I think that if we look at some of the younger people coming up now through the ranks, I think they have less of that. I think they have more confidence in what they can do and they just won't settle. Like they'll just move on and, and keep moving until they get that, which is you know, even for women that see that, we're like, ooh, really? Like, <laughs> like you can do that? Um, yeah. But, but we're also like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's about time. So it's, we're in a, we're in a weird um, space right now trying to accept that as the new reality in the way that it should be. Um, But there's still plenty of women out there who are sort of stuck in between the two worlds and, they will definitely push a friend and say, oh, absolutely, go for it. But when it's theirs, they're like, no, 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 I don't think I'm ready yet. So it's, we have to, we as women have to help um, support and bring along women um, so that we're all equal. I could not agree more. I think that is so true. I think we, the way we talk to ourselves for most women is in a way that we would never ever talk to right. someone we love. Yep. Like we would never say like the things that we say to ourselves about our worth or our bodies or what we deserve in this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. I think we have to start learning to talk to ourselves. Well, so I guess I, I probably have this answer, but who is your ideal client? Oh, you know, I have gone around with this because I absolutely love working with new moms Hmm. and young moms. Um, But the hard thing about being new moms and young moms, and I have 100% been there, is you don't really have the capacity for it to turn back to you just yet, right? Yeah, like yeah. your everything you're doing is about this little being who truly depends on you 100%. Mm-hmm. And most are not in a position where realistically, it's good. We all say it, right? Like sleep when the baby sleeps. Okay, but that's not always realistic. And you can't pour from an empty cup. Okay, but there are periods of our life where we must. And that's, yeah just the truth. Yep. So I think the women who really get the most out of my coaching and my programs are the career-oriented women. Hmm. And whether or not they have children, I have learned 
is not, makes no difference. Um, But they are at a point, the women in their lives who are at a point to say, I am ready for what's next, or I want more. I deserve more. I have found in several, several times it's been after a divorce. Mm-hmm. or it has been after a huge layoff in a company that they've been with for 15 or 20 years and they couldn't imagine doing anything else. Right. And we have to start dreaming again. And we have to start saying, and the saddest thing that I usually hear is from women, and I'm sure you've heard this, Karen, is they'll say, well, I've been working at this job since just out of, just right after I graduated. It was the first job I got. and." I never really thought that's what I was going to be doing. I thought I was going to do this, but then family came and this and that. And and we fall into this life. Yeah. And the next thing we know, we sit back and we're like, wait a second. What happened to things I was going to do? Where was the life I was going to create? Mm -hmm. And it's not too late to create your life. So I like to help women who want to go after that. But also those who just, man, if they had a little more confidence, yeah, their sales, their performance, their, I'll use a realtor as an example, right? You're going in to sell a $500,000 house. The kind of car you drive really doesn't matter. The brand you're wearing doesn't really matter. But the way you wear it, your posture, your smile, the things that you can't account for, so to speak, like, because it comes from within and it just mm-hmm. shines. Yes. That in nine times out of 10 is going to be the make and break between the realtor who's closing millions and the one who's just barely getting by. Right. Yeah, and it's absolutely. because people are like, man, she's got a spark. I want to work with her. Uh huh. And so- yeah. I, my ideal client wants to find that spark. They know it's missing. Yep. And they're ready to find it. That's exciting, especially because you know that the spark is there. Mm-hmm. You just have to uncover it. And yeah. I know like for my clients, um, it, it's been interesting lately how many have wanted to transition into a new career. And some of them really don't have any idea like what they want to do, but others come to me with the idea of where they want to go and they just don't know how to get there. And that, you know, that idea that they had years ago, but, you know, opportunity came, they went that way, the path took them this side instead of that side. And and then they got to where they are and they were comfortable, but then they look back and they're not as happy as they thought they would be. Um, or they've taken that road as far as it will lead and and they yeah. want to now get back on track where they wanted to go. So it I I don't know, like I would almost call it a revolution. And that sounds like really strong, but I'm I'm seeing a lot of women doing this right now. And it's just really interesting. And then when they actually get to where they want to go. They're just amazed. And you talk about that spark. So when they first come to you, they don't have it and they don't know where it is and they don't know how to find it. And then when they leave you 
and they leave with that spark, it, it's, you know, it's one of those commercials where it's priceless. It really is because you've transformed someone's life. Like, I, you know, doctors can't do that. You know, like it, it's, it's amazing. It just, I can't like describe it other than somebody else doing it too and understanding what that means. It's just, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It is, it sounds so corny, but it's like the reason I get up in the morning because yeah. I feel like we, we somewhere along the, this life, we forgot that like life is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like we, we only get one and we should want to be here. Yeah. It should not be constant day in and day out drudge. And like for myself, I have put boundaries in place and it, it's like, you know, I don't answer my emails on the weekends and my clients know that. And I've realized that are there some people that probably turns off? Yeah, probably, but that's okay. And are there other people that, you know, they can embrace it because they're like, oh, that's a rule that the rest of the world has said. We have to respond to emails 24 seven. Yeah. We don't. Right. We get to create the law of rules that we want to live by and follow. Mm -hmm. And anyone who is not respecting those rules our life is going to be just fine without them in it or without them in it to the level that they were previously in it. Right. Like, yeah, you don't have to agree with it. It's okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the first steps is, is really determining what you value the most and every human being values things differently. And so you have to start with that and then move forward um, from there now, so you have like really transitioned, you have and you haven't because you've got that common thread. And so you just needed, you know, it was almost like you were putting, you know, a square in a round hole. You had the right idea. You just had to make sure that it fit. And once it fit, you know, you're, you're at the same place that you started. You just were, you're on a different path. Um, because it has more meaning for you. Yes. And and so now after you know you figuring that out, now you decide that you want to start a podcast. So and I know that you did before and it, and it got a little um complicated. You had somebody else with you and yep. life life got in the way as as it does. As no it does. What. Um but you've you've renewed it. And so Life Unedited um has become your podcast. And I listened to your first episode and the first word that comes to me is like just raw. Now, yes. is is that what you your intention is? Because I really enjoyed it. It felt as though you were talking to me. Like we were we were sitting having coffee. That's what I felt as I was listening to it. Because you just sounded really real, and it didn't sound like you were taking it off of any script. You just kind of were telling your story. Yes. So tell us a little bit about it. Like, how did it come about and what is your plan for the future with it? Yeah. So my goal, you know, I've had people who've told me for years that I should start a podcast. Um, I used to way back 
when I first started fitness, I used to do these like Facebook rambles. They were like live Facebooks in my little group. Uh-huh. And people be like, you should do this on a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how. And basically, you know, it's a, my goal with it is to have a place that is just raw and transparent and vulnerable. And at times it may be talking in a a rant about something I coach on over and over and over again. But on other times, it's just about how hard life is. And the fact that we live in this overly edited world. Yeah. Everything is filtered. Everything is a highlight reel. And so what I realized from social media is that we can spend most of our time feeling really, really alone, even though we're more connected than ever. Because it looks like, oh, look at all these people going on vacation and we didn't get to take a vacation this year. Or look at this and all we see like, oh, look at, in her, there's another picture of her kitchen and then it's clean. But she didn't turn around to show you all the junk she threw off the table and it's behind her when she snapped that picture, right? Yeah. Or the filters that are on it. Um, As a mom with young kids, it's, you know, all of this gushing about your children. But what about the days that you just don't like them? Like you love them beyond words. You would die for them. But dear Lord, I don't like you right now. <laughs> yeah, And I feel like one of the biggest things we need to do as women is just start being more open about that kind of stuff without the fear of judgments and... Uh, and judgment, really, it's judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And we that's how we connect more. And that is one of my biggest goals is just to make sure that women know whatever it is that they're going through, they're not alone. Um, I mean, I've been to Helen back in the past couple of years on a personal level. And the more I tell my story, the more people reach out and they're like, I'm going through this too, or I've, I've been there, or I know what that feels like, or I was so scared to tell anybody that this is happening. And, and I've been there. And when I was in the middle of it, I wasn't telling people necessarily. Right. But now I want to step back and I, I want people to know that none of us are alone. Right. Absolutely. I I totally agree. Like when you said, I was just telling my son yesterday actually about social media and how everybody's life is not perfect and it looks it. And, you know, they only are going to post the good stuff and they're not going to talk about the challenges. And so, as someone who's watching that, they're thinking, oh, wow, like they have such a great life. And why? Do great things happen to them? And you know, why are bad things happening to me? And that's not the case. It's just that's all they show. And because they want people to think that they have the greatest life ever. And and you know, social media did do that to us. That it didn't allow us to learn how to use it the right way and and help each other and share. I one of the things I always think of is when I was first pregnant, 
it just surprised me how many women would give me stories terrible stories of their of their child you know birthing and all that and I'm like why are you about to tell me this I've never been through this before and I don't want that to be my story and I thought why aren't women supporting and encouraging and being there for that person who's about to go through what we all know now it's like but without the telling the story because um it it scares the hell out of you <laughs> You know, as, yeah. a, as a young mom who's about to go through it and you hear, you know, labor for, you know, 16 hours and you're like, what, you know, what is that? And so, um, yeah. I, I think that you having a podcast, um, unedited, which, you know, what I listened to the, the first episode, you were just telling your story and it was just very, it was just very real. I mean, you could just sit there and listen and sympathize with what you were going through. Um, even if I didn't go through that, I could feel it and I could hear it in your voice and I could understand, you know, what you were trying to do. And um, I think we, I think you're, you're right. I think we need more of that. Now, will you be, will it be you solo? Will it be you with somebody else? Will you be having guests? What's your, what's your feel on it? So for right now, I'm going just me solo okay. because the scheduling in the past was really my biggest issue. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm going just me solo. I am sure that there will be guests. I am sure that there will be, that this is just the beginning and there will be so much more to come of it that I can't imagine just yeah. yet. Yeah. But as of right now, my capacity stands with, me being able to do it whenever I can do it. Yeah. I, I think that that's a really realistic <laughs> uh, way to do it. Cause I was telling you in the beginning, you know, I've had this podcast for three years and in the beginning I was like, okay, I'm going to do two a month for, you know, the first year. And I did, I kept it to two a month, but wow, that was a lot of work and being solo and, you know, picking the guests, then doing the, you know, questions so that we have an idea of where we're going to go with it and then recording it, then editing it, then posting it in doing that twice. It, it was a lot along with everything else I was doing. So the second year I said, okay, I'm just doing one. <laughs> and then that was much better. And then the third year has been one. And then that's been more um, attainable and without, you know, high level stress. So I totally get, you know, and, and I think what's nice about it is because it's unedited, you can do with what you want and it's real. So there's no expectations that you have to set yourself up for. And I think that if we did that in our life in general, we would be so much happier because the stress level, I mean, we were talking too about the holidays coming up and the majority of it is because of the expectations that we have put on ourselves by what we think others want or should have or whatever that is. Yeah. And so we lose the enjoyment of a kid at Christmas time because a kid at Christmas time is only thinking about running in and grabbing the present underneath the tree <laughs> and not thinking about all the shopping and all the wrapping and all the Christmas, you know, cookies made and, you know, all the cards being done and all of that kind of stuff, but just the moment, the the joy of the moment. And we kind of lose that as adults. 
Yeah. I mean, we set ourselves to these crazy expectations and we allow ourselves to go into debt. Yes. I mean, like, doesn't that completely defeat the purpose of like getting together to enjoy one another and be together? And it's, it's really wild to me what the holidays have become. And every year they start just a little bit earlier. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Like Halloween and you see things in Christmas already. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the I think it was like November 1st this year that the Christmas music on 1025 was playing with like nothing else mixed in. Yep. And I was like, wait, this used to happen on Black Friday. Like this is... And then we allow that to start stressing us out. And the right, the longer the shopping season, yeah, without fail, the more we will spend. Right, right. We will forget what we've already bought and hidden. Absolutely. Yep. I pulled everything out yesterday and put it on my bed just to make a record of what I had so that I didn't have to go out and find more if I already had what I needed. That is the most dreaded for me. That is the most dreaded part of Christmas is the um making sure the evenness between children yeah, and the numbers. And well, if we wrap two of these together, like now that is the part I like despise. Yeah. And that's <laughs> so true. Cause I think every parent probably thinks that and does that and make sure that they have enough. I mean, and that's, yeah, that was one of the things that I was doing. I counted how many I had for each and, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it just, it's completely interesting. So we've got all of that. We've got, you know, the stresses of women after childbirth, we have the stresses of women thinking that they're not good enough for a position um, because they don't check all the boxes. Um, we have women and um, it, just during the holidays itself and the struggles. And, you know, for me, I lost my mom 20, it'll be 26 years this Christmas. And it was just a few days after Christmas that she passed. Um, And, you know, I have kids. And so Christmas has to be for them. But a part of my heart will always be back when I was 28 years old and lost my mother. And that never will change. And I feel like, you know, every Christmas I get put back to that moment and and relive that moment um and you know my mother never saw my kids she never met my husband um and and yet i am a mother now and it's their christmas and so there's that balance of all of that so i so i need to ask you like what advice would you give women right now struggling with all of those things all of those things i would start by saying to remember that your feelings are valid no matter where they are and what they are. Um, It is so easy, especially if we are also moms, to get caught up in the fact that we are moms and to push our own feelings aside and push them aside. But it is okay. The thing that nobody talks about in life is like, it is okay to be happy and have joy and also grieve at the same exact time. Yep. Like they don't, they're not black and white where you flip from side to side. Like you can be so happy mm-hmm. and so proud watching your own children open presents and 
also simultaneously be grieving the fact that someone really important is missing. Yeah. And I always worry about the women who don't take the time to process those feelings Uh because that comes at a damaging cost. You know, it's, I am the first person who, and the first coach who's always like, you should, you should be in therapy. If you're not in therapy, get in therapy. Like I am the biggest promoter of therapy, um, you know, and a lot of times people feel like therapy and coaching are the same and they're not right because a therapist is working with you through the trauma and rehashing it and that scientific parts of what happened and the coach is helping you plan while that's going on in the background mm-hmm. like okay but this is where we're going yeah and you need to fix that trauma but we also need to still be excited about the future yeah and find that spark yeah the second thing i tell women is dream dream go back to dreaming Like if you could right now, if I were like money is no object, what would you do tomorrow? What, where are you going? What would you do? Are you still getting up and going to this job? Money is, you don't need it to pay the bills. Are you, are you still going to that job? Is there something that you've been, I worked with a woman once who was like, she had this entire nonprofit planned out, knew exactly what she wanted to do. But she was really just too scared to take that leap, Uh, mm -hmm. right? Because like, what if it doesn't work? What if it that we could spend all day planning out the all the what if the doesn'ts? Yeah. And there are parts of it that are not going to work because (laughs) we've all been there, right? Like, yeah. But if you had all the money in the world and you would quit, the first thing you would do is quit that job, then what would you do? Where would you go? I'm in a position right now in my life where I'm really going back and forth on, do I want to buy a house? We all know that's the American dream, right? Like you've reached success when you can buy the house. I had to sell my house during the divorce for the safety of my children and I, we moved in with my parents. And now I'm really sitting here and I'm like, is that really what I want though? Like, do I really, do I want to be out cutting the lawn? Do I want to be, it all sounded great back when I was married and we were doing this together and we were young and stupid. And now I'm like, (laughs) that doesn't sound so great to me. Yeah. Right. So it's okay. If whatever you want doesn't match the mold, it's not supposed to. Yeah. And the last thing I would say is you have to start to understand your worth. It is so important. So if you can't see your worth and you start thinking you're not worthy because all of these people in your life are stepping on you and taking advantage of you and pushing you around I challenge you with the idea that what if 
they are doing that because they know you don't see your worth. What if you found your worth and those people disappeared? And I say that as somebody who's been through it and it, it's not fun. Right. But wow. My life got better when those people left. <laughs> yes. I didn't think it yes. would, but it did. So write down something every day about yourself that you're proud of in any capacity, anything. There is no thing too big, too small. And when that starts becoming easy, write down two things and then yeah. three things. That's hard. And I think for women, that's really hard to do because like when you said, you know, if if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? I, it It would take a while for me to really, really figure that out. Um, because I think that I'm just in the mode of what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, but not really thinking about along the way, what do, what do I really want? What do I really want it to enjoy? So that's, that's really, um, super interesting. And I think that that exercise of writing down, you know, what you're grateful for or what you have, um, in the beginning, that's probably difficult, more difficult for women than men, but as they practice it and do it on a daily basis, it would become a little bit easier, a little bit easier until it becomes just part of them. Yeah. So and they don't really have to be huge things. Like don't right. get caught up on the fact that like it has to be these huge, th- like you can, there are days when you have nothing and because it's a new practice and you're like, yeah, I'm thankful my lights turn on. That's a genuine, because if yeah. you think about it, man, what if they didn't? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I have water and running water it, because mm-hmm. again, all of a sudden, if you think about it, those are things we, we never stop to think for, be thankful right. for. But no. really, if all of a sudden one day you woke up and you didn't have running water and electricity, what, what a different world that would be. Well, and there are people in this world that are waking up without it. Yes. And we Every- do take it for granted because it's there. Every day. I think that was the one thing I, I really, as women, I became conditioned to be like, there's somebody else has it worse. Someone else has it worse. Mm -hmm. And that's when we stop validating our own feelings because someone else has it worse. Right. And that is 100% true. Someone else does have it worse and someone else has it better. But every single feeling that you have is valid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think writing it um, down, it makes it even more valid yes. because you have to read it back. Um, you know, thoughts come and go, but when, you know, and I, I tell people this all the time to put it down on paper mm-hmm. because it just, it begins to tell your story and it's in print and yeah. it's not easy to get rid of that. So that's really that's really great. So if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to to contact you? Yes, you can find me. I am on Instagram and Facebook um at Tabitha Lynn Sweeney and that's Lynn with two Ns and an EY. So it, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um Tabitha Lynn Sweeney on Facebook and Instagram. You can also just go to tabithasweeney.com. And there is, you know, you can open an email to me. You can shoot me a text. You can get in touch with me. I will say I love connecting and just hearing other women's stories. Like it is 
that is one of my most favorite things. So, you know, if you have a story to tell, uh-huh. I want to hear it. Like, please reach out and let's set up a time and tell me your story because that's how I get better at what I do is by understanding. I firmly believe we've all been through very similar situations, but none of us have walked in the other one's shoes. So the more experiences that I can hear and learn to understand, Mm -hmm. the more help I'm able to offer other people. Totally agree. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice to get to know you. I, I think we've talked once or twice, but we haven't really, you know, delved in very deeply. Um, and I really am so glad that you were my guest. And I have to say, so you're my 50th guest, which is hey. a big number. I feel like I should ring a bell. <laughs> it's been three years and I really enjoyed, um, you know, having these conversations with, with mostly for this year, 2022 was women. Um, across the board. And it's true. You know, you listen to someone's story. Everybody has a great story. uh, And sometimes they don't think their story is of value. And I think that that's really sad because we all have stories to tell. And um, so if you get a chance to to connect with Tabitha, I really highly recommend it. Have a chat. And um, thank you again for, for the time that you spent with me today. I really do appreciate it. If you're enjoying listening to Sharp HR Career Corner podcast and you haven't written a review or shared your podcast on social media, I would be honored if you would help us out and spread the word. So thank you in advance. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I. Thanks for listening and have a great day.